If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Thanks so much for joining us today on another episode of the Real Life Runners Podcast. This is episode number 15, and today we are talking about fitting it all in. I mean, this is a concept I think that eludes most of us as parents and just how in the world do we fit everything into our very, very busy schedules? Yeah, I think uh, recording this one during the holiday season makes it especially poignant on how do you possibly fit it all in when that there's is for sure. so much other things going on. It's it's a little overwhelming. Oh yeah, I mean, life around the holidays is just so overwhelming and there's so much going on. Like, I mean, we've got Christmas shows and we've got performances and Christmas concerts and I mean, so much stuff to do, let alone all of the shopping and Christmas cards. And I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about here. So with all that we have to do to take care of our families, how is there also time to take care of ourselves? Uh, The number one excuse that everybody likes to put out there is I just don't have time to exercise. Like, oh, there's too much going on. The kids have this or I've got this, you know, a luncheon and I've got a dinner plan and uh, there's no way I can exercise during the day. Yeah, especially if you have multiple children that are involved in sports or activities after school. I mean, the schedules can just get absolutely insane. So with all that we have to do as parents or as, you know, people with jobs, like how do we find that time for ourselves? How do we fit it in? How do we make our health a priority? How do we make our workouts a priority? Um, We do have some tips for you today to help you with this um, because it's definitely something that both of us have struggled with in the past. I know for sure um, if, you know, those of you have that have listened to episode five, which was kind of a little bit about my backstory. I mean, you know, after I had two kids, it was just, you know, my health took a back seat. I didn't prioritize my workouts. I was very inconsistent with my working out and my running. Like I didn't even start running again until my second child was over three years old. Like it was just, you know, I I know what it is like to make those excuses. And I also know what it's like on the other end of those excuses because I just decided I wasn't going to make excuses anymore because I know that's exactly what they were. And I knew I needed to find this time and make this time for myself. And um, doing that has made an absolute world of difference in how I look, how I feel, and how I'm able to handle all of the other stress in my life. I think there's two big angles at this, and uh, we really have to point this out. There's two major issues related to your health, how you're eating and what you're putting into your body and how you're exercising. And to try and say, I'm just going to improve all of my health by fixing everything I'm going to eat and exercising, it gets a little overwhelming. Pick one and it's going to influence the other. If you go for a run, you're going to be like, "Mm, I should probably eat better so that I feel good on my run. And if you start eating healthier, you're going to be like, "Mm, well, I'm eating healthy. Why don't I go for a run also? One just naturally influences the other. Pick one and go for it. Yeah, I think that's a great, great thing to point out too because, you know, we are – 
when we first um, were talking about this episode, we were thinking about it more along the lines of fitting in your workouts. But I like, you know, what you just said there because that's more of, you know, the case for a lot of people also is fitting in cooking and preparing healthy meals and preparing healthy food for their families. I think that definitely can be a major time issue during this season especially, or all year long. Well, I mean, let's not kid ourselves during the holiday season. You've got the office party and then a Christmas party here and throw in a couple of kids' birthday parties, and you've got a lineup of four days in a row with not good food options. Yeah. If you go through some of those things and you plan out your own eating or you you say no to the dessert at four meals in a row, you're going to be like, well, I'm, I'm restricting that. Why don't I also take it the next step and go for a run. Let's see how healthy I can get during this holiday season. It's an yeah. awesome move. It's an awesome move, yeah. But um, so, yeah, so let's let's go through um, maybe some tips that people can start implementing in their life that um, is going to make this a little bit easier maybe. Uh, I don't know if easier is the right word, but maybe more manageable. Well, it's just – it's good ways of looking at it. Just saying I'd like to be healthy is tricky. Here's Here's an approach. Have this as your philosophy. So what do we got for one? All right. So number one is understand why you want to exercise or why you want to eat healthy. You need a why. I mean, if you just say, I want to be able to fit into these genes, I mean, that's a pretty good goal. But why do you want to fit into those genes? Why does that matter? You can go buy new genes. You know, you don't have to fit into that one specific pair of genes. But what do those genes symbolize to you? You know, maybe those genes symbolize a time in your life where you felt better about your body, where you felt better about yourself, where you knew you were making healthy choices and doing the right thing for yourself. I mean, to me, that's that's what the goal is. It's not necessarily that that those jeans or that dress it's you know you're feeling when you were at that weight or when you were at that point in time oh yeah connecting to the actual feeling inside of yourself is how how a big goal becomes important simply putting a pair of jeans on the wall and saying those that's the goal no it's not the goal is that that key that deep emotional connection that you have what does that mean to you then you'll follow through. Yeah. So some, you know, understanding your why, you know, this is a very individual thing. I mean, some people might have a goal race. They want to finish a half marathon or they want to finish a 5K. They might have um, a goal health reason, um, like they want to get off their high blood pressure medication or lower their dosage for their diabetes medication. There's a lot of really good health reasons to start eating healthier and exercising. Or maybe you just want to be a good role model for your children and you want to set a good example because as parents, we all want what's best for our kids. We might not always do what's best for ourselves, but every single one of us wants what's best for our children. And what's best for them is also what's best for us. So if we try to feed our kids healthy food and if we want to try to make sure our kids are staying active, then we should be doing the same things for ourselves because ultimately your kids – You know, it's like you hear this a million times, right? Your kids don't listen to what you say, but they see what you do. It's about being a good example for them and, you know, teaching them how to live a good life based on what you're doing. Right. If they see you constantly being able to say, eh, I don't really need to exercise today. Uh, today we've got a lot on the schedule, so I'm just not going to not gonna go get in the, the run or I'll just grab this quick bite to eat. That That's the normal. That's what they see. 
if you've prioritized your health, if you've prioritized getting out for exercise that day, they see that this is a high priority. And as they grow up, exercise and eating healthy is going to be a high priority for them. And I mean, that'd be a, that's such a great influence for kids growing up is seeing health is a priority. Absolutely. Because I know with our girls, you know, now they talk about it with us and they're like, oh, mom, when are you going to run today? It's not are you going to? It's not if, it's when. And I love that. You know, it's a shift in mindset. You know, they went from holding my ankles as I walked <laughs> walked out the door it's to exercise. It's a much better mindset now. Oh, it's so much better. You know, that was before it was don't leave, mommy, don't leave. And now it's mommy, when are you going to work out today? And, you know, what's the rest of our day kind of look like around that? I mean, that they how, they, many, they... how many miles did you get in today? Yeah, they know that that's our priority now and they fully accept it. They fully support it. And it's just become our normal in this family. But it definitely wasn't always that way. So when, you know, we kind of made that mindset, sh- mindset shift um, a few, couple years ago, I mean, it started out with a plan. I, so that's, that's tip number two. So num- number one is figure out your why. Why do you want to get healthier? Why do you want to start working out? Number two is make a plan for it, an actual plan. Some actual details to it. You can't just have a a gray area. I'd like to do some exercising, but it needs to have some actual specifics. How many days of the week are you going to exercise? Are you going for a run that day? Is it a strength day? Are you yoga focused? Is it a long run? Is it a short interval run? There's so many details to it. And the more details you have, the more careful planning you have, the more you can, the more you're going to follow through because you know exactly what you have to do. You don't have to think about it on the day. Right. So when you have that plan, then you can also figure out how much time those workouts take, how much time you need to devote to your workouts on that day. So if you're going out for a three-mile run, you know approximately how long that should take. If you need five miles, if you're doing a, a yoga class, you need an hour that day. You kind of know your time because you have your week laid out for you. So then tip number three is then once you've got that plan made for your week or for your month, tip number three is actually schedule it into your calendar. Make an appointment for yourself to do that workout. Just like you would prioritize any other appointment, a doctor's appointment, a dentist, whatever, you know, other things you have in your life that you would normally put on your calendar, put your workout in too. Figure out what time you're going to exercise and set it aside just as important as any other thing. And usually that spot on the calendar is going to be nice and early in the morning because it's before life gets in the way and you can push it back and be like, oh, I'll do it after this meeting or I'll do it after I pick the kids up from that. And No, you're not. Another thing is going to come up and something else is going to get in the way. If you tend to put your exercise right in the morning or if you've got a class that you know that, okay, well, I have to hit this class in the middle of the day because that's when it's offered. It's on the schedule. It has a specific time and you're going to be able to hit that workout. Yeah, I know that's definitely something that I had a really hard time with in the beginning is working out first thing in the morning. I never used to be a morning workout person. I would always plan on plan on working out after work. That was usually, you know, before we had kids, that's when we used to go. We would sleep in, go to work, go to the gym after work, and that was our schedule. And so for me to wake up to exercise, I pushed hard against that for a very long time. 
I remember when we only had the one kid and we st- were still trying to make evening workouts happen. Like we'd have dinner early and then I'd, I'd go for a run in the dark. It was just in the dark at night. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, this is not working. And we finally, I flipped and started becoming a morning runner, which I had never been. Like since I started running at 14, practice was in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. College, practice was in the middle of the afternoon. Suddenly it was morning running. Well, and that kind of flows into like our next tip of like when you're trying to figure out the workout schedules of each other, you know, as as parents, like you don't want to just be healthy for yourself. You want your spouse, your partner to also be healthy with you. So both of you need a plan and and to fit both people's workouts into a any given day can be very challenging. It's hard enough sometimes to find time for one, let alone both. So that was one of the reasons that you started running early was because you said, well, I'll get it done with earlier. And then you gave me that window of time later in the day to get my workout in. So that's kind of how we started. Um, Things have kind of changed since then. You know, I now work out in the morning also because I kept reading the research that talked about how the most consistent Um, workouts, the people that have the most consistency with their workouts always work out in the morning. And it just made sense. I mean, because in the morning, you know, you wake up and you work out like life can't really get in the way. I mean, other than, you know, maybe a rough night with your kid or somebody's up sick or somebody had a nightmare. I mean, those things happen, but those are less frequent um, for, for most people. So if you have that time in the very beginning of the day, you'll actually fit your workout in, you know, because as the day goes on, things happen, you know, schedules don't go as planned most of the time, I would say. And so if you had that block at some point in the day that's that you thought you were going to be able to get your workout and something might come up. So working out at the beginning of the day has really made a big difference in my consistency levels. Having this super supportive partner is also really helpful. I mean, there have been times that I overslept in the morning or the alarm didn't go off or I was up super late and the alarm went off and I shut it off real quick. And you have helped me be able to get in that run that afternoon. Like, all right, you're home from school, head out and head out now and we'll still be able to get whatever it is that we need. The, The plan will still work. So having a supportive partner is huge on this. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to have that conversation with you partner you know and you need to talk to them and tell them how important it is to you if if they're not on board you need to try to get them on board because it makes a huge difference this goes back to the tip from from a couple ago tip number two is have a plan that you have the details of your workout and i know that there have been times where uh you've been driving home from school with me and the kids and i've got to get something in and you're just like all right what do you need how much time do you need for it and i have the answer like i know exactly what it is because i I had that block of time scheduled in the morning it just didn't happen because i overslept or the alarm didn't go off or something something went wrong and i know I need 35 minutes or I need 45 minutes. And then we can see whether or not that works. Yeah. And there are some days that you have had to adjust what you had planned that day because we couldn't fit in that time block. And, you know, that's okay because at least you still get something in, you know, even if you don't get in the full six miles or whatever you have on the schedule, even if you get three in, that's better than zero. I think that's one of the traps that some people fall 
into at the beginning especially they think that they need to work out for a ridiculous amount of time like they need to fit in an hour or two hours into their schedule to get their workout in and it's just not true you can get a very effective workout in as little as 10 minutes um, if you're doing you know some of the high interval intensity training there's really intense workouts that give you great amount of benefit in a very short amount of time and I think that's very important to remember like if you only have 10 or 15 minutes don't just give it up and say, well, that's not enough time for a workout. Say, no, that's what I got. I'm going to figure out what I can do in that amount of time to give me the most, the most bang for my buck. And then once you start to get into that pattern of exercise and it starts to become more of a habit, you're going to find more time throughout the day because you have it. The time is there. You just have to find it and you have to then assign that time to your workout to make you stay on that schedule. Well, I also think that just because you only have 10 minutes, it doesn't have to be some crazy high intensity thing. You could go out and just get in an easy run for 10 to 20 minutes. Or a walk. Or a walk. It doesn't have to be some super level. You don't have to start at 30 minutes. You know, that's that's the number that every, all the doctors have out there and all the, you know, national media is like, oh, make sure you get in 30 minutes of exercise a day. What if you don't have it? What if you got 10 that day? Go for a 10-minute walk. Get something that you're still getting in a little bit of exercise, a little priority of health every day. It's okay to start at 10. It's okay if this day has 20. If Even if your schedule said, oh, I'm supposed to go for 40, you could still go for 20. That's still better than zero. Absolutely. And especially when you take that pressure off yourself, I think it makes a huge difference because if you only have to set your alarm 10 minutes earlier because you want to add that walk in, then that's only 10 minutes. Like that doesn't seem that bad. Like if you're trying to set your alarm an hour earlier and you realize how much sleep you're losing, most people don't want to do that, but it's only 10 minutes. So maybe just start off with those 10 minutes. Or if you have a little bit of an extended lunch break at work, Go for a 10-minute walk for at the very beginning of your lunch break. Or, you know, before, right when you get home, before you even walk in the house, get out of your car and go for a 10-minute walk. There, There's 10 minutes somewhere where you could fit something in. And choosing to prioritize your health during those 10 minutes makes a huge difference in just getting that habit started. You'll start reaping the benefits. You'll start realizing what that also does for you mentally, not just physically, but also mentally, just to have that little bit of time for yourself to take care of yourself, to take care of your body, to take care of your mind. It makes a world of difference overall. Once the ball is rolling, then health is health is a priority. Health is something that you do every day. That exercise needs a place in your schedule and you'll find it. And if you don't like trying to squeeze in the 10 minutes, you'll make the the effort to put it into wherever it should go, wherever it is best optimized for you. But you can definitely start by squeezing it in wherever and you'll see, eh, I'd rather not squeeze it. Why don't I put it in the morning? Why don't I put it at this spot every day? And once you've got the consistency, it's hard to fall off of the path. Yeah. And that's just one of the benefits of trying to schedule out making that plan of what you plan on doing for that week. So even if you don't know when exactly you're going to fit it in right at the beginning saying, I want to do a 10 minute walk today. Today, I want to do a little bit of a, a core routine, you know, maybe some planks or some push-ups. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy and you don't need any equipment for it. Just get it in and, um, planning it out ahead of time really does make a huge difference. So Number one, understand why you want to exercise. 
Number two, make a plan of what you want to accomplish that week. And then number three, schedule that time for yourself in your calendar. I think those are all really great tips. And the best part about them, you know, especially the starting small is these are things that you could start implementing tomorrow. Come up with a plan, have something out there so that you can start going. It's how we started is make a plan so that you we can both start improving our health. And lately what we've seen is that some people are coming in and asking us, "Hey, can you help me with that plan?" And it's it's fantastic because that's what we want to do. We want to be able to help as many people get as healthy as possible. So if you think you might need some help creating a plan, finding where to start, what to do for the next few weeks, we've got a resource for you. On our website, realliferunners.com, there are plans in place. There's how to start from scratch. There's how to get to a 5K. There's more plans coming on there. I'm working on a half marathon plan, a 10K plan, a full marathon plan. The website is going to be full of resources that will help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Absolutely. And as a special thank you for our podcast listeners If you sign up for one of our membership plans now, we've got two levels. We've got a silver and a gold, and you can check out the differences on the website. But if you sign up before the end of the year, we would love to give you a 10% discount on your first month of your membership, as well as a customized four-week training plan made especially for you. So we just love and appreciate you guys so much. We appreciate that you spend this time with us every week listening to our podcast. Thank you to everyone that's reviewed our podcast. I mean, it's just so great that we're able to connect with people this way. So as a very special thank you, if you sign up before the end of the year, this offer expires December 31st of 2017, if you're listening to this, um, Use the code podcast, okay? So you have to go onto the website, realliferunners.com, and um, sign up for either the silver membership or the gold membership. And when you're checking out, there's going to be a spot for you to enter in a coupon code. Use the coupon code podcast. You'll get 10% off your first month as well as a customized four-week training plan that we will make um, just for you. I'm excited because I'm way more interested in making customized training plans than grading the stack of midterms that I have coming next week. (laughs) After you sign up, you'll get an email with a little questionnaire so that the customized training plan is actually customized for you. Sort of where's your training at and where would you like it to go? All right. So that about does it for this week. If you would like some more help and guidance, head over to our website, realliferunners.com, and you can check out our premium membership that we have set up for you guys. And like we said, you'll get that free four-week customized training plan for you. So keep running. Have a great week. Thank you so much for spending this time with us today, and we'll see you next week.